And another reminder that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place, and it's free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools, so you can record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. And they'll distribute your podcast for free. So you can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. Just like us here at BraveMaker. Make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app today and go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks to our sponsors. Now back to the show. Stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. You're all in for a beautiful ride today. Welcome to the online yeah. Brave Maker experience. My name is Tony Gapastone. I'm live in Redwood City, California. Hey, Tony, and I'm Christina Jackson, and I'm live in LA. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. We got Tierra who's jumping on. She's already feeling. She's in the feels, in the comments. Oh. Thank you, Tierra, for being in the comments. We're stoked that you're here. We have a special guest today. Christina, introduce our special guest for the Brave Maker experience today. Yes, we have the phenomenal filmmaker Ben Duffy in the house. What's going on, Ben? Welcome to the hey. show. Going, everybody, it's good to be here. <laughs> ben. And for those who are just listening, you can't see Ben, but Ben is serving some Blair Witch vibes right now. Like he has a very unique camera lighting setup. It's good. It's perfect for Halloween. It's good stuff, yeah. Ben. <laughs> I'm early following. No, it's this very dramatic. So if you're listening on the, the the podcast, you don't see the audio. He's got this really great blonde hair, this really nice full stash, and everything is dark around him, but just his lit yeah. New York face. So. so dramatic, so dramatic. I love it. That's a filmmaker vibe right there. So hey, Ben, you are in New York State right now. You are a filmmaker. You have a busy day. You have a live screening tonight happening on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being with us. What did we just watch? Tell us about, this is a project you worked on a few years ago, and we're going to get to your newer stuff first. Let's talk about Take a Look at This Heart. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Take a Look at This Heart is a documentary about love and sexuality in the disabled community. Um, it's kind of like a rare species of film, I guess, just because it's something that, it's a subject matter that's so uh, taboo in some, in a lot of ways, and or most ways, and um yeah it, it's cool it's it's beautiful in its own right because it uh the people in the film are so vulnerable and it really equated to it equated to this film where um you know it, it really lifted the stigma a lot and uh it's just yeah it's it's my favorite film i ever made so it truly is special thank it you yeah really beautiful so Brittany, I want to say her last name, it's French, so I'm probably going to butcher it. Brittany Dekyon, maybe Ben knows how to say her name. So she's our mutual acquaintance, and she introduced me to Ben. So Ben has pretty much been on my radar for, let's say, the last year and a half. Nice, nice. Yeah, she's she's awesome. Yeah, I, I've met her a couple times. Um, but, yeah, she actually, she was a very big connector for me uh, when we were going through the process of uh, – getting the film to A to B. She was awesome. 
So Ben, tell us how the film started and then we'll move on to your other documentaries. Yeah. But tell us how Take This Heart started and why this needed to be in the world. It's, not a, a, it's on Amazon Prime, so you yeah. can watch it there. It's a beautiful, mm -hmm. intimate, real story of real human beings uh, who are human and having sex. Some of them just happen to have some sort of disability, but it's so beautiful. For sure, for sure, yeah. Like, not just sex too. It's like, it definitely covers love and every aspect of it, like marriage and having children and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I got started with it because I had met AJ Murray, the guy in the trailer that says, I'm 34 years old, I've never been in a romantic relationship. Um, I was working for a company uh, doing a lot of work in the disabled community. And he, uh, one day I was interviewing him for that company. And he said to me, Ben, you know, he just looked into my eyes and said, Ben, you should really make a documentary about love and sexuality in the disabled community. So I was really given this golden nugget of an idea. And uh, that led to me, <laughs> uh, like six months later, I was pretty down and out. And I was like laying on my friend's couch and in LA and I was like, I remember I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure out something because my life is like in shambles and I don't think it can get any worse for me. So I was like, you know what? Just make a GoFundMe or what is Indiegogo. And I was like, I started just like crying actually. And I was like, you know what? Like I have nothing to lose. I gotta try this. And then I released, you know, the Indiegogo. And then I had so many people from the disabled community like begging to be a part of it. There was so much involvement with that, and you know, just once I got the go the GoFundMe money, the Indiegogo money, I, I dove head first into it, and it led me to the most beautiful journey of any film experience that I've ever been on. Amazing! And for anyone who hasn't seen Take a Look at This Heart, yes, it's much more than the question which I've been asked so many times as a person with quadriplegia who uses a wheelchair. Can you still have sex? Like it's so much more than that. It's looking at the relationships of raising children and having a, part, a life partner and their romance and the love side of it. It's just, it's really beautiful. And again, it's available now on Amazon Prime. Definitely uh, worth checking out tonight. It's perfect for Friday. Perfect. For real. So Ben, let's talk about your filmmaking interests. You like to expose topics you like to be really transparent and real and mm -hmm. i started watching your docuseries that's free on youtube mm -hmm. uh, where you talk about your own mental health journey so this is a really it's a personal project but when we say personal project it really is a personal project uh there's a part in your first one that's called hope i believe yeah um, yep. is that right yeah and if i I watched it a couple of days ago now, but you, you have these lines about you're questioning why this happened and why that happened. At one point you talked about being bit by a pit bull. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it's like you were just exposing your life one after mm -hmm. another. Talk about just how this surfaced and why you needed to turn a camera on yourself to also bring hope and healing to the world. Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's like this never ending journey of filmmaking uh, to achieve catharsis or to find catharsis. And, I, uh, I found a lot of that would take a look at this heart. And then one day I was just like, you know what? Like um, in the part of take a look at this heart where I actually talk about myself and how I, I got a better understanding of empathy for the dis disability community. Um, I was walking across the street in Harlem during uh, that time. I mean, during a premiere of the film in Harlem 
and somebody had was walking along the street with his wife who was in a wheelchair but he wasn't in a wheelchair he was able-bodied and he was like ben just your part alone like changed my life and i was like i was i was like this is crazy like i can't believe he said that to me and and i, I was so immensely grateful for that and so i said to myself like if you could put other people in your films why can't you put yourself in one especially in a film talking about mental health when I in fact have bipolar disorder myself. Um, so yeah, um, that's like the big reveal. I have bipolar disorder, but if you watch the film, I'm extremely transparent about that. You know, I'm so um, yeah, I just, I just mental health. I, I feel like, especially now during COVID is just such a huge issue that needs to be talked about so much because people are just, like their brains are stewing and like they were all were ruminate so much and and you know we're going through this crisis and i i just feel like anxiety and depression and suicide and all these heavy topics are just so we it, it should be more on a it should bubble close to the surface more more close yeah. to the surface and yeah i just i wanted to do something hopefully selfless, hopefully soon and selfless that I feel like if I'm transparent about my bipolar disorder um, and like my whatever, like I talk about in the letter to my dad at the end of the film, like that was powerful. Thank you. Yeah. yeah my, my abandonment issues and how I feel like healing those heals a lot of other aspects. Yep. There's my, <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, and also interviewing other people who go through the same, you know, or similar mental illnesses or, have mental illnesses, I should say, because there's nothing you know similar about like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. It's very different. But so yeah, and then um, in episode two, I talk about like the aspect of being loved as a person with uh, mental illness, and um, I talk a lot about suicide and what has prevented me from a committing suicide and b um, going back to the hospital, which if I, if I went back again, it would be for the fifth time. So that I felt like it was a breaking point for me where I was like, I got to pull it together this time because I can't go through this shit anymore. You know, I have to find a way how to beat bipolar disorder a little bit or nip it in the butt, you know? And so I just, I just feel like films are not motion pictures. They're emotion pictures. And um, Ooh, that's good. They should be, um, at least for me, the, the films that move me the most are the ones um, where there's such a unique sense of vulnerability and, and courage um, to share the deepest, darkest secrets and to, and, to, and to also share the secrets of hope and catharsis and just feeling, feeling like a, you know, you can find those moments of hope in life and multiply them enough to where you uh, you can you can make it through and, and live a healthy and happy life. Wow, that is so beautiful. So something that I thought was really incredible and what Tony and I really like to champion on the show is normalizing these difficult conversations. And like you said, conversations that should be bubbling near the surface, mental health, suicide prevention, disability, illness, aging, all these things that we find so difficult to talk about. And yeah. you're at a point where you realize, hey, why can't I turn the camera on myself? I've had my own mental health journey. I'm going to share this with others. 
how do you go from being in a place where you feel like it's so dark and it's so hopeless, you're not going to be sharing anything with anyone to a place where you feel comfortable enough to say, hey, not only have I been struggling with it, but this is what my journey has looked like in the rawest sense. How, where have you like found courage? How have you found your way to this point now? Um, well, I guess you could say that a lot of the uh, positive feedback from Take a Look at This Heart, like kind of like an overwhelming amount of positive feedback gave me the courage to say like, like kind of what I said before, like that one small excerpt and take a look at the start where I talk about all that stuff that I was explaining before kind of gave me this courage to say like, you know, it's okay to be the one who may, um, I don't want to say say the life, but may, um, you'll find, you'll find somebody out there and it's okay to be this person where their, your vulnerability helps them to get from A to B in, in mm-hmm. a terms of mental health issue or crisis. And I just, uh, it's not like I aspire to be that people. I'm not a martyr or anything like that, but I just want so badly to do anything I can as a kind of use your word, like a brave maker, a brave filmmaker who just honestly, I do not give a damn about what people think about me. If, if they, if they want to mm-hmm. judge have bipolar disorder because I cry in my movies like that's fine for me but I just want to be brave and courageous and and just and just own that courage you know and and put into something where you know no matter how much critics or haters are going to hate whatever if they do at all like at least you found somebody one person out there who said you know what that film really really moved me in the best way possible and and that's that's kind of why and who I make the films for, you know, and that's where I find mm-hmm. the courage and strength to do it. I, I appreciate that so much because, and I'm gonna pull in Kate. Kate, thank you for watching. She says, "Love that films are not motion pictures; they are e-motion pictures." Uh, Robertino chiming in, high five, Ben, deep and brave. Keep doing your thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, we we often are so guarded because we have grown up in a culture where people who take risks and people who fail or people who don't have it all together are excommunicated or there's cancel culture or even in this idea of like, you know, how our social media can be used against us these days. And I'm not for, you know, throwing your life out there and being, making dumb, you know, choices, but there's a difference between making bad choices where you're, you know, exposing your physical self in inappropriate ways on social media, but there's right. a there's a, a line sometimes where we blur that, where we feel like if I really am honest about who I am, if I really am honest mm-hmm. about my inadequacies, then will that cancel me out for a job? Well, will someone not hire me to produce or to direct if they they know that maybe I'm not all put together all the time? Maybe I do deal with depression. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that you are helping pay the way. And you know, kudos to you, and hopefully our listeners and our watchers uh, are inspired to look at yourself. Like our moniker is, "Hey, brave stories change the world," and you are the story. So whatever it is, your life is, you you get to bring that out into the world because it will do something, and maybe it helps other people. But sometimes the way that your story helps other people is by you who you are, and you being comfortable in your skin. That's 
like one of the most important things that we can do. So I appreciate that you sharing that. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you said um, the thing about Instagram. I, I have like very strong feelings about um, how Instagram is affecting the world. And I don't want to be hypocritical. I'm definitely on it and I'm on it too much. But I was, I was telling my girlfriend the other day, like, I feel like um, there is a lack of true true, true vulnerability from the people who influence the most on Instagram. Um, I think that when those people break down and write those posts that are full of vulnerability, I feel like they'll get so much more traction, honestly. Um, and, and, and those people will take away and remember what that, remember that vulnerability that touched the heart more than anything else. So, um, that was interesting that you said that, um, and in episode one, um, I actually talk about, uh, I think I said something, I don't remember verbatim, but I was like, you know, when I was 13 and my father abandoned me and I, you know, only five years later developed bipolar disorder, or at least I believe that's when I developed it. Um, I was given a skateboard at that time and there was no Instagram or anything like that. And I genuinely feel like, you know, that skateboard had, lifted me in so many ways in, in such a positive way and in, in mental health and as far as my mental health went, especially because I needed something to replace a father with at that time. And um, I just feel like if you, if you swap out that skateboard for social media, you know, I think it does the, it has the reverse effect. And yeah. um, I'm just so grateful to have that skateboard. And I, and I do know that the suicide rates are the highest and there's an opioid epidemic and heroin and meth are very, very serious problems right now. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest about this too, because I was honest about my documentary. You know, I was in rehab in the end of 2018 into 2019. And I saw that everywhere, you know, uh, great people, right? Like some of the best human beings that I've ever met. Like, yeah, I got addicted to heroin. Oh, I was on meth. Like I'm going to lose my kids, stuff like that. And I just wish that, these days as for the sake of mental health that people it doesn't have to be a skateboard but i wish especially during these times of covid like you got to get creative on how to keep yourself going and how to mm -hmm. fulfill a life of purpose and passion and um whether it's picking up painting or picking up reading or honestly even if it's just, when you're going through those moments you're like Oh, man, I got to do some heroin or whatever. Just turn on the TV and watch a silly movie. Anything where you can take those moments of hope, multiply those moments so that when you return back to the hopelessness, it doesn't seem as bad, you know? That's how I feel. I love that you're talking about being creative as creative people or as filmmakers, those of us in the creative field, because there's a lot of pressure and stress to just be creative, yeah. right? And then you add on all those um, other pressures to just be human and survive 2020 and pandemic and injustice. Uh, there are a lot of inappropriate, unhealthy, unresourceful things that we can do to cope. But if mm -hmm. we can somehow swivel and find those creative avenues, those helpful things, whether it's storytelling or just being a consumer of stories, I really do feel like that goes a long way. And I got to say too, Finding your crew, you know, your your brave maker crew, your brave crew, finding a brave space for people to talk to and embrace you. I think a lot of the people you talk to in your documentary, Ben, they all sort of shared a little bit of a similar 
thread, you know, fear of, of being rejected, right? Fear yeah. of not being included when they have right. to be honest about things that they're dealing with. Those are, those are real things we all deal with, yeah. you know? So uh, the, the, the connection and belonging we all crave is such a huge part of it. Yeah. For sure. And to, to, to add on to that, the feeling of connectivity, I feel like there's also a common theme. And I went back and I watched a lot of your skateboard documentaries. Those are really phenomenal for anybody who's in that world and wants to see a really cool piece of work is I want to say the love, like the love of just your friends and family. And I feel like love is a common theme, obviously, for the documentary Take a Look at This Heart. And now with the mental health series, you have an episode about love. Talk yep. to us a little bit about how, regardless of where you are in your life, that love is always available to you, that you deserve love. Because I know as someone who has also struggled with mental health and disability and certain things can make you feel like love is not for you, that it's excluded, it can't be compatible with your lifestyle. So how do you incorporate love all the time? How do you reinforce that, that, that love should be a part of your life at every stage, regardless of where you're at? Well, yeah, I mean, um, I've had to go through a great deal of asking myself that question, um, whether it's from the love that I have for my girlfriend or for the love that I have for, you know, my father and have from him. And, um, you know, just the other day, he finally watched the film. I was kind of hesitant to show him episode two because I'm, even though I'm kind of really singing his praises, he came up to me and he was like, he picked me up and he was like, dude, I just want to tell you how much that meant to me. And, um, you know, I'm always going to love you no matter what. And, uh, it's just, and my shortcomings of a father, as a father, um, you know, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate it. And like, you know, I think that what he did right there is a little bit about remembering the love and how we need to tell more people how much we appreciate mm -hmm. them and love them. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it never hurts to tell someone you love them, especially now during this time, you know, and it's, it never hurts to say to someone, you know, I have nothing but love for you, even if you did relapse on heroin or meth or whatever, you know, I got a friend, obviously not going to name his name, but amazing skateboarder, always relapses on, on, you know, have relapsed on meth a little bit too much. And I'm always like, dude, like, you know, we all love you, man. And, uh, you know, you're not alone, you know, even though you, you might feel a little bit alone in San Diego or LA or wherever you are, but, um, you know, please remember to always call me if like, if, if you're about to do it or whatever, um, or even if you're not just call me and let's catch up. It's like, I think with, um, just like, I don't know, maybe because we're so, so so consumed with social media that we forget to pick up our phones more or tell people that we love them in person more. I'm not sure, but that's what I believe at least. But I mean, yeah, I mean, and then on top of compiled and all that, like, man, with the journey that I've had of, you know, accepting that I, accepting that I can be loved as a person with bipolar disorder is like, whew, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's huge. Accepting, accepting, I think, that's, that's a huge part of that, accepting that I can be loved, even if I do see myself as being imperfect, as being whatever, unworthy, that yeah. you could get to a place where you can accept the love. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Kate, Kate says, we all want to be loved, seen, and heard, and know we're not alone. Kate, thank you for yeah. commenting and being a brave maker yourself. Uh, ben, you know, 
so much of our conversations always are on the human stories. Like we're humans, right? And we want to connect around how we cope and our pain and um, yeah. how we survive. And I love that. Uh, in our remaining minutes, how about some thoughts around being a filmmaker to those who are watching? If you're just joining in, we're with filmmaker Ben Duffy, documentaries on mental health. You can follow him at Run Seahorse Run on Instagram. And we're looking just for some thoughts for people who want to make films, who want to become a storyteller. What would you say to them? Oh man, um, yeah, it's so weird because like I don't I don't think of myself as like a mentor or like a teacher. Although I love to be a teacher one day to teach documentary, but I guess, um, well, like you posted today, uh, the be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. I think that's the number one rule as a filmmaker. You kind of have to put yourself out there to an extent where um even if you lose your f in mind um you can break through the fear of you know what i'm more than just what people in high school know me as i'm somebody who has a lot of aspiration and i have a lot of creativity and you got to use that to let go of the fear and channel the passion into making something that is bold, um, bold on your part, but also the outcome is bold. And, um, you know, I could say something obvious, like don't take no for an answer, but like, you really just have to be like unmerciful, you know, like you have to go out there and be like, what the F do I have to lose? Like, uh, you know, people die every day and I don't want to go out without making the film of my dreams. And yeah, it's kind of, how I've been since I dropped out of college and moved to LA not knowing anybody and lived off of food stamps and made we are skateboarders, you know, I unmerciful. I love that. Be bold. I hear you saying take risks. Yeah. yeah. Do it. What yeah. do you have to lose? If there's something if you're listening, if you're watching, mm -hmm. what is that story you need to tell? What is that project you need to create? Who are the people you want to collaborate with? Why aren't you asking them? Why aren't you going after those dreams? do it do it now be be brave and i feel like one thing i want to say in our remaining couple minutes here pick up your phone and text one person that you love them who is it who needs to hear that you love them who needs to hear your voice on a literal phone call because i know i only call people when i like really need them if it's an emergency <laughs> but who needs to hear from you today just take a yeah. minute you won't regret it send some love today ben thank you for that that reminder that's fantastic yeah. Christina, any final thoughts or questions? Check out this documentaries. Go on YouTube. Get on Ben Duffy. Go down that rabbit hole. It's a beautiful body of work. So beautiful. Really vulnerable, generous. Um, look into someone else's life. I could inspire and uplift you and help you take that next step. And as Ben said, be bold. Like, be so bold. That's what me and Tony are doing all the time with the projects. Like we are brave makers. So be brave, be bold, and uh, just keep going. And just know that we love you, accept the love around you, and we're here. Got it. Yeah, reach out to Ben. His, uh, his website is in the chat below if you're watching on mm -hmm. YouTube or Brave Maker or Facebook. But if you're watching, or sorry, if you're listening on the podcast, it'll also be in the show notes. Just say hi. We always love it when our Brave Maker crew reaches out to our guests. Uh, follow him on Instagram at Run Seahorse Run and be inspired today. Go do something wild. Do something to go after your dreams one, one step at a time. That's great. Thanks, Ben. Anything else you want to say as we sign off? 
Uh, just as always, I'm so grateful to be able to speak on this kind of platform. I just, uh, this is part of like how I get from A to B sometimes is just by getting exposure. So I just, I'm very grateful to both of you. Right on. We are grateful to you too. We want to encourage you to go to our website. It's bravemaker.com. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. We do this work because of your generous donations. In fact, tomorrow uh, we have a huge, Christina and I are hosting a huge virtual party tomorrow at 3 p.m. Pacific time and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to launch uh, a bunch of new things, a new podcast, an animated show. We have some room that is left. If you go to our website at bravemaker.com, you can sign up for that today and know that we really appreciate uh, every bit of support, whether it's just sharing the YouTube link for people tagging or um, posting beneath your thoughts or giving a dollar or five dollars. We have somebody who gives five bucks a month. It's a college student. And I know that that's a sacrifice. That's one cup of coffee at Starbucks <laughs> that she gives every month for us. I just love it. I think it's just so cool. So thanks again uh, for being a part of Ben and for all of you who are watching and listening. Remember, brave stories change the world. And you are the story. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the Brave Maker podcast. Subscribe, give us a rating, and share with a friend. BraveMaker is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our work is funded by generous patrons like you. Support the podcast with a tax-deductible donation at bravemaker.com. Brave stories change the world. You are the story.